I feel like people have to to take a break in order to like recharge to like hit 100% again. So my goal is to take people where they can't reach the internet, taking them away from their everyday itinerary of like business mindset, everything like that to just recharge with like minded people and really connect and, and leave electronics out of it, except for like uh, cameras, they can create and share it the experience. But while they're there, it's it's connecting with those people. It's just funny. It's nice nick what's up dude nothing much man just uh actually out here on a uh, family vacay uh first week is is kind of a mix between hanging with the fam and working um oh, but second week will be will be We'll be all in on vacay. Well, damn, man, I you definitely shouldn't have uh, agreed to this. So sorry, oh, no. you're on vacay. <laughs> oh no, 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 it's good. Like I said, the first week is a little bit of like uh, uh, work, work, a little bit of personal stuff, and then second nice. week is just balls yeah. to the wall. So yeah, no, I, I'm, well, balls to the wall, vacay. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, where are you guys at? Uh, this is. Uh, it, it's an island, LBI, New Jersey. Oh, um, okay. I'm not really a fan of like the Jersey Shore, um, <laughs> but this island is is something unique. We've I've been coming here my whole life. My family's been coming here their whole life. So um, it's a real surf town. There's no real chains here. It's like I think the only chains are like one Dunkin' Donuts and one Ron John surf shop. As soon as you enter the island, and that's it. The rest is like mom and pop shops. It's yeah. cool. That's right, dude. Yeah, I mean, Duncan, you got to have up north. I mean, that's just a must. Yeah, you enter the island, you're like, yeah, yeah. Little, <laughs> little, little munchkin here and there to get you ready for the week. Yeah, My for man. sure. Well, cool, man. <laughs> well, thanks thanks for taking the time again. Sorry about yesterday, man. It's been, this week has been crazy with my podcast. I'm, I'm like four episodes behind. I'm just recording. I'm like batch recording because uh, uh, I, I know you started following me on Instagram, but I'm going to have a kid any day now. Oh, so, cool. Congrats. Yeah, Thanks, man. Yeah, so she's due. She's due next week, but they say it could happen, obviously, in a day. So, like, bags are packed. We're ready to rock and roll. But I've been doing like a bunch of episodes because I know I'm probably going to take like four weeks off. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it's been it's been gnarly. So, thanks for working with me for sure, dude. Th- thanks for thanks for hitting me up. Nah, no worries, man. Yeah, you know, I, I looked at your content. Uh, super exciting, man. Just kind of your backstory, and I'm going to give you a chance to kind of uh, explain you know, how you started as a creative and, um, your background. Cause it's, it's very appealing to me in particular, cause I worked at monster energy for almost a decade. Um, right. and I was a part of their marketing department. So I was, you know, in charge of negotiating sports contracts and, uh, events. So we obviously dipped very heavily into surfing and motocross and all the action sports. So, uh, it's definitely a, a subject that I'm super excited about, but I'm, I'm intrigued how you this is what I want you to talk about mostly is how you translated that mentality into being a creative because I know now you're starting to ramp up your content business. So yeah. I, I want you to kind of dip into that a little bit because that to me is the most interesting part to where people don't understand. Like as a creative, people think, oh, you're a content creator. It's not all that. Like to me, creative is you're an artist, you're you know a poet, you uh, make the best coffee at Dunkin Donuts like there's creative to me kind of is is more of a broad subject so I'm intrigued yeah. to kind of hear your your take on it 
Uh, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's, it, I mean, you, I mean, you honestly kind of summed it up there. I mean, <laughs> and, and by, by no means, if it, because I'm a guest on, on your, on your show, it, am I a pro? Um, <laughs> y- uh, y- it's always it's always a work in progress um totally you know i do have a style like when i was a skater i had a style of skating um and i'm still kind of in the process of like finding my element and finding my style when it comes to creative and 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 there's like two parts of it it's like well some creatives might argue this but there's like my personal style and stuff that i like to create for myself Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's also kind of like the sales element of creative when it becomes a business of like, whether it's a, a like a villa agency or a charter company, you get to you get to inject a little bit of your style, but it really comes down to like, um, what actually pulls results for them? And is that like fancy editing? Is that a little bit of mm-hmm. your style? Maybe is a little bit of their style. Um, yeah. So it, it's a lot of fun to navigate those two realms. For blend sure. them together when possible, you know? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, cause at the end of the day, I mean, if, if you are wanting to be a creative, no matter what that means to you as a creative, hope, hopefully you have a goal of like monetizing it somehow, Like you got to figure it out. And that's where, right. whether it's a brand deal, whether it's opening your own business and, you know, selling some sort of tangible item that is beneficial to your followers. And, you know, that's the key is you got to figure out a way. And that's, to me, the most exciting part about being a creative is never in the history of the world have we been in this situation to where you could literally pick up your phone and if you're passionate about skating or podcasting or just, you know, you want to share your story and your family, you can literally, like, there's there's thousands of creatives that all they do is hang out with their family, travel the world in an RV, and they make money based off of affiliate links and codes and brand deals and yeah. you're traveling with your family in an RV, seeing the world, getting paid um, through yeah. these through these links. So it's it's super exciting to be a part of this industry. And I don't know if there's a right or wrong quite yet. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I'm interested to, to see what you think because you've you've been doing it for quite some time. So me, I'm kind of like I'll give you my opinion on it. To where is there a right or wrong? I don't know if there is yet. I think if you can figure out a way to me, the right part of it. Is if you could figure out a way to monetize your brand, whatever that is to you, uh, off social platforms, mm-hmm. to me, I think is the right way. So whether that's starting a business, going through maybe uh, your website, Patreon, figuring out some type of way to monetize your brand. Because mm-hmm. if TikTok gets banned, if Instagram shuts down, if you, you got to have some sort of way to make money. And I think a lot of influencers have learned over the years that if you commit to just Instagram, you're going to have a problem, right? Because when TikTok came, mm-hmm. now now people are switching over to TikTok and you're not making as much money on Instagram. So unless you're like Kim Kardashian, you got to have multiple ways to make money. And that's not just through social media. And, and that's interesting. So like if, if TikTok went away and Instagram went away as a creative, where do you... Where do you go? You know, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So how do you monetize at that point? Let's just say all social, right? So let's say like YouTube too. Totally. Um, Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. For me, I, I've been really going hard onto uh, my link in bio. So like I use Stan store and there's tons of other, you know, right. 
And there's like yep. Linktree and there's there's all sorts of ways. But I'm I'm heavily working now on uh, creating a because I'm a podcast coach as well, uh, aside from a content creator. So I'm, I'm working on. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah, I'm working on like a, a ten course, uh, a content course where I'm gonna post some things on YouTube um, to give away some free stuff. But I'm gonna just sell a course online. I don't know the price point yet. It'll probably be between like 100 and 200 bucks. Because uh, a lot of my podcast coaching clients that I work with is like on a weekly basis, you know, like I'm editing their everything from ideation to channel art to uh, producing the podcast, editing clips. I do everything from conception to clips is pretty much my tagline. But, you know, again, I don't my plan is to not work with these clients forever because I, I want to teach you how to do it on your own. And sure. that way you're, you know, because as a podcast, you're not going to make money right away. So the goal is I'm going to teach you everything I can in three months to six months, depending on how that takes. And then you could take it on your own and hopefully get some brand deals and sponsorships. And I teach all that stuff. So I'm thinking of condensing that into like one course where it's mm. just 10 videos. Maybe it's five to 10 minute courses. And then I'm going to make it very impactful and engaging. And you buy the course um, through my stand store that you can do a um, um, kind of like an ebook type video course if you wanted to. And you could do this through Patreon or, you know, even if you have a website, you could do it that way. But I'm working mm -hmm. on something like that. And I think that's a good way to monetize. Yeah. Right. So yeah. if you had something like that to answer your question, if social media does go away, some sort of avenue to push them outside of that to where you can make mm -hmm. some residuals that way. And sure. um, I think that might be the answer um, mm -hmm. because you got again, I just I worry all the time because. I've seen what Instagram has done, the mistakes they've made, and I have seen like the money that I, I made on Instagram from Reels, and I don't know if you're getting affected by this at all, but I have seen a downward shift for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I, I I used to be able to make money just by posting; it didn't matter what it was. Yeah, and you would just get a meta, you know, check. Or, yeah, you yeah. know, you just <laughs> EFT, and they would just be like, "Hey, by the way, here's your money." And you're like, "Yeah, fuck yeah!" But now, yeah, I'm like, exactly. I don't even see the. You know, I might get like, I don't know, 80 bucks, 200 bucks a month or something stupid. And I'm getting yeah. like some of my views are getting millions of views. And I'm like, wait, hold on. I'm doing the math here versus like a TikTok on the creator fund. It's, you know, it's night and day. Yeah, you know? I'm actually uh, I'm actually in a point now where, um, you know, the, the following that I gained over like when I started Instagram in like 2015, I got up to like, it, you know, back then it was like. 18,000 followers or something and it was steadily growing but that was all based off of the longboarding career that I had oh, nice. and it was it, it was crazy to watch the algorithm just shift and deadening my traction when I switched from like longboarding and skating to like visual art uh, you know my content creation dude I've been slowly losing followers because really? of that people they're like they're like oh it's not skating even though it's cool, maybe dope, whatever, subjective. Because they're yeah, following you based off, you know, boarding. And if you're not showing them that type of content, they're like, fuck you, I'm going to go find something else. Exactly. So That's I'm kind of like in this, I'm kind of in this transitional phase where it's like, I'm just, I don't know whether I want to inject a little bit of longboarding here and there. I really don't skate much anymore. Mm. Um, sure. But uh, it's interesting. It's an have interesting you, have uh, you, uh, transition. Have you thought about two channels? Yeah. I so it's, it's a lot more work. Oh, 
a lot more work. So yeah, yeah. I, I thought about that and that was just a hard no for me because, you know, at yeah. the same time I'm I'm a, a full time creative director and then on the side trying to make this 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 new brand of mine, which I really don't necessarily need views because yeah. um okay, well everyone could use views, but it, it's more so based around client work now is is where I'm trying to make it. So like charters, um, boutique hotels, villa agencies and my goal is to eventually do well enough with them and the packages that I offer that it will extend into product-based businesses. Nice. I'm starting with service uh, because okay. my goal is to just travel uh, for free and also paid as well. Right. And then eventually get into like some product-based businesses. Sick. Yeah, that's yeah. a good move. Yeah, and are, do you personally reach out to brands on the side or? You know, it, it's interesting, you know, um, we're starting to get into like the trick tips of like what I'll eventually do is kind of like a coach for what I, what I hope to be. Um, nice. and well, don't, lot, give away too, lot... don't give away too much because we want to charge people for this. <laughs> right. Right. And then there's yeah. like that, like give, give value so much value. And then, right, right. and what's like, well, it's like, shit, what do I like, you know, if I give, if I give away all the secrets, what's my course going to be about? So, so that's mm. down the road. But, um, most of the time when I get clients, it's, it's either through spec work um, or, or, or sending out packages, you know, just, just being like, Hey, I love your spot, love your charter, love this, whatever. Um, you know, here's my media kit. Here's, here's what my vision is and tell me a little bit of your pain points, how I can help. Yeah. Um, and, and let's find a package to, to get you there. Nice. Yeah. That's rad. Yeah. That's kind of what I do for, uh, I started off this content business, uh, doing UGC stuff for quite some time. And for people who don't know, you know, you follow my channel, it's user-generated content. I still do a lot of stuff for different brands where I'll do like some collab posts and um, I'll charge for that. But I'm kind of like slowly kind of getting away from that just because it it's so saturated now and there's just so many. Now I, I've worked with two brands recently, uh, two companies rather, where I'll, I'm just consulting for them. So like I'm mm -hmm. teaching them how to manage creators the right way that do UGC. Mm -hmm. Because I'm finding out that the UGC videos that I see, some of them are like shitty, like horrible. It's almost yeah. like not only are they super salesy, but they're just not. I, I know they're a video. I know they're a UGC. Mm -hmm. And that completely bombs the entire concept of user generated content. And I yeah. feel like there's so many companies out there that don't really know what UGC is. So they're paying these creators $200, $300, $400 per video. They're going to 30 second video. It's garbage. They're not seeing the return on investment on it, which isn't a big investment. But sure. if you're not getting any clicks on it or any views or any impressions, then why are you paying this creator? Right. So I've been coaching these these companies to uh, look for certain ticks and certain things that, you know, is going to help them get the best content possible. So I'm realizing mm -hmm. there's some there's some value in there. And that's kind of similar to what I do with my podcast coaching business. So that's it's transitioned into that where more, it's more of a coaching consulting type of business that I'm running. And I'm really enjoying yeah. that because I get to work with a lot of bigger brands and mm -hmm. I'm doing more work for less companies versus like mm -hmm. what I was doing for UGC. This is going back three, four years, three, four years ago before it was like, cool was like, I'm DM and fucking 11 people a day. And to your point, it's like, try to give value, try to do this. And, it's yeah. like the, you got to pay the bills too. You know what I mean? So I, I can't create yeah. 50 videos a day at 50 bucks each or whatever people are charging now. 
Um, so were you a were you a creator? Yeah, like yeah, you, so, yeah. Okay. And I still I still do it occasionally. I'll still do like um like I just did one for fresh and lean, which is like a meal prep uh thing. So I, I did a collaborative post. So they'll yeah. send they'll gift me the kit, they'll mm -hmm. pay for the video, and then I also do an upcharge if they want me to do a collab post or what's called a whitelist posting. Mm -hmm. If you're familiar with that. Uh, I mean, I know what a collaborative post is, but uh, not necessarily a whitelist. Yeah, so it's not like um, <clears throat> you're banned from anything. It sounds very awful, like back in the Nazi days. No, it's not. Uh, it's whitelisting is um, I give them access to like my Facebook or my Instagram, and you can click on a you know a couple things that they actually have access to, and they actually mm. run your post as an ad, but they have control over it. So you give mm. them access to it so they could see metrics and um, they can add captions. And essentially, they're kind of posting it as you, but mm. the brand's doing it. So um, Interesting. That, that's what's called a whitelist posting. Um, so I've been doing a lot of that, and that's been that's been good. Uh, cool. Yeah. But again, I'm not – it's just too hard to create videos right and the ugc stuff because it is being so saturated that yeah. when I, I pitch people what my rate is they're like well i can get this other creator and pay him 50 bucks and i'm like yeah it's it's just not at the point now where i could be like oh but i promise mine is better like it's i could yeah. send them my media kit and show my portfolio but you know if a brand's like mm -hmm. eh, the economy's rough i could pay 50 bucks for this or 250 300 which one am I gonna now it's all it's all virtual though i'm assuming right product a product or you know like they yeah i mean how would that work it kind of depends on the uh the product like the the example i gave you the fresh and lean stuff which is on my instagram now um they yeah. would send me the physical product and then i would yeah. just create the video and i would mm -hmm. send them the video that way and then we would do a collab post and and that's you know that's kind of why i didn't target um product-based businesses first because the amount of options that these these companies have in order to send the product to get a cheaper uh, you know a cheaper package right. rather than mine right um that's why i targeted a a service base first because nice you kind of have to be in person sure uh, yeah, yeah you know what i mean I, totally. i've always been i've always been the person behind the camera and on set kind of thing yeah. Um, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm fiddling my way into the, the post editing, um, and seeing, seeing how that can be a little bit more lucrative, maybe get more jobs out of it. So, yeah, totally. Um, like my, my buddy owns a company, uh, shout out Ben Mangum. He was on the podcast last week. Uh, but he owns a company and he creates, uh, video business cards for brands. Huh? So, cool. uh, and if you're familiar with business cards, they're, they're awesome because these video cards are kind of like little trailers of the company. And mm -hmm. he'll go on site and he'll record. He does it all over Florida. And, you know, he'll record these little dope ass, you know, uh, videos that they could do for their website. Some of them run as an ad, but he'll cut up, you know, vertical content, four by five. And that way they could post on Facebook ads or if they want to put it on YouTube or whatever. So, and that's been very lucrative to your point. It's, it's better to do that on site because now mm -hmm. it's the handshake, right? It's, it's meeting that individual. It's building that relationship sure. with the client, and that's how you're going to get more clients down the road. And um, I have noticed that's been lacking a lot, right, with creatives and brands, where it is all this like DM virtual BS to where you yeah. don't get a chance to like actually create something cool with the brand. Like, 
Yeah, you, know? you you lose that authenticity part of it. Yeah. 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 Like one, one thing that I want to get, you know, like for a charter company, I mean, like, char like I, I love the water. I love the beach. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, you know, be, being in an element where I'm happy and then also like for a charter owner, you know what I mean? He's happy on the water. So if we're both happy in an element and we can both create something that's a win-win, um, that's all the merrier for me. Dude, no doubt. And, and then, and, you know, and then doing that over and over again and then eventually doing what kind of you were talking about, um, you know, making a course or, or, or you know, how, however that looks. I haven't gotten there yet, but um, yeah. teaching people how to how to land clients with without really any credibility or any previous work or just how to get there. Yeah, for sure. Because that is the hard part, right? Is just starting. Sure. But once you once you get going. I mean, you know, it's it's just as long as you do good work, it's word of mouth. Right. It's it's building a portfolio. It's you know, mm -hmm. you got it. And do you typically do? Because where are you based out of? Are you based out of Jersey? Uh, based out of Maryland. Oh, Maryland. Okay, yeah, it's not too far. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I was gonna say because I got uh, I got a lot of contacts in Florida that, you know, unless you want to take a nice little flight, uh, I I know a couple guys that own some charters down in Key West and stuff, and I've done yeah. work with them in the past. But that's uh, yeah, they're actually I think they're actually still looking for somebody that could create some stuff for them. So yeah, I, I, I meet yeah. I meet people everywhere that are, are there. There's like a, a a financial consultant underneath us, and he's like, oh dude, I got like got these guys who have Airbnbs in, in like Barbados who are having trouble renting. And I'm like, like Hello. You know, let's, let's, let's see, let's see yeah. how we can help. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's sick. So you've been doing Have you been doing a lot of traveling this year? So far? Yeah. So yeah. far it's, it's been a little bit of family. It's been a little bit of, um, yep. A little bit of client work. Nice. Yeah. I, I'm always bouncing, whether it's driving local stuff, a couple hours away, I'm hosting my first crater excursions event. It's really nothing wild, but I realized in the DMV area, there's not a lot of, there are creatives, yeah. but it's so, it's so grayed out. Like, um, mm. and nobody likes to really share that they're around there because it's a kind of a dead zone. Maryland's really nothing crazy. Right. Virginia's Virginia's really cool. Um, but it's a, it's a niche in niche uh visual yeah. so i'm just trying to pull people that are based there together just to to kind of spark the first step to kind of just create content and it's like a camping thing so it's it's totally free that's awesome. um pretty yeah. primitive but we'll, we'll see how we'll see how it goes i'm excited that's cool man and where's it going to be out of is it going to be virginia or Maryland? yeah it's going to be the blue ridge mountains near an overlook uh called reddish knob um don't really have a, there's like a blue hole um there's some like reservoirs uh some cliff jumping spots a cool overlook so Whoa. just yeah just trying to get people out of the house meet meet like-minded people um yeah. make a friend or two create some content share about it dude that's sick well you i don't know when that's going to be yet you got a date yet yeah august 11th through the 13th and it's a link in my bio as well so it's uh the creator excursion it's on facebook um, yeah all right well yeah. i'll definitely cool. link that uh in the episode notes but uh damn you august 11th because i i won't be able to make that one i was gonna say i'm yeah. there bro but yeah we got you know the baby and she's gonna she's next gonna be one. about 10 days old by then but yeah I'll, I'll get the next one yeah and and you know it's interesting right so like we're talking about social we'll talk about monetizing um i feel like people have to to take a break in order to like recharge to like hit 100 percent again 
Mm. Um, so, so my goal is to take people where they can't reach the internet. Um, you, you know, don't get in death scrolling, you know, comparison, don't get into it, it's, it's taking them away from their everyday itinerary of like business mindset, everything like that to just recharge with like-minded people and really connect and, and leave electronics out of it, except for like, uh, cameras so that they can, they can go, they can create and share it, the experience. But while they're there, mm. it's, it's connecting with those people. That's awesome, bro. And I think that is lacking for sure. When you, you talk creative and I kind of blame creatives a little bit for this, you know, like the, the goats of the creative world have been, been in such the mode of like just pushing out content, 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 con like I'm going to throw out some crazy examples because these are inspirations of mine, but also a little bit of the problem, Peter McKinnon, Everyone knows the goat. Uh, <laughs> yeah. you, get, you got Gary Vee, right? You got the the guru of the world. You got these folks that are really pushing out content every day. And sometimes it gets overwhelming as a creative. But then oh, you totally right. But then you forget a guy like Peter McKinnon. He's been doing the game and Mr. Beast, these guys, Logan Paul, they've been doing the game for 15 years. So mm -hmm. their first day on YouTube, they weren't putting out 15 reels a day, five videos a week. Now they have a team of 15, 20, 30 people that not only edit the content for them, but help them navigate and help them create. So you you got a guy like Peter McKinnon who does his videos, which are great. But then the second he gets done, he gives that SD card. He shoots it off to his partner. He, he edits it. He creates it. Peter McKinnon then probably creates another video. So he's still working his yeah. ass off, but he's able to push out all this content and give yeah. it to his partner. And that's sometimes we forget when it does feel a little bit of pressure when to your point, if you just step back and you put away the phone, you don't scroll and you just create, you load up your fucking SD card with as much good content as you can. And then you go back to your studio and you take your time and you throw in the right edits and you throw in the music and you spend a week totally. making that good quality content based off right. that 30 minute footage that you captured. That's the key. That's, that's how you get to become a Peter McKinnon is 10 years of doing that. And totally don't, don't feel the pressure of putting out every day. Yeah. And you kind of nailed it on the head there. It's like people are, are when they scroll, the algorithm shows them what's popping. And typically what's popping is, is people who have been in it and doing it, who have a team and they're telling you, you need to be doing things that they're doing at that current phase to be successful, but they're not taking into account that like, Hey, this is a dude who maybe not have a job or a girl may not have a job who's just starting out here, man, they can't do that kind of output. Maybe they're still trying to find their creative, uh, their, you know, their creative niche. Yeah. Um, they're so yeah. They don't even know what they're going to do yet. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then, you know, like that's, that's where we're moving today. It's like, it's like yeah. all online UGC. It's like, how do you navigate? Yeah. So I don't yeah. know, try to try to get my hand in it. I'm in it as well. So. Yeah. Well, and you have to capture these people's attention, right? Because, you know, one thing we also forget where, and I've heard Mr. Beast, which again, I love his stuff, but this is another guy who surrounds himself with very like-minded individuals. And he's talked about mm -hmm. it on podcasts before where just put out content, put out content, put out content. And yeah. he, I think he's probably more humble and says it a little bit more better than, than other creators out there. But he mm -hmm. also mentioned this a lot, which I thought was very fascinating. He started when there was barely anybody on YouTube. So not only yeah. are you right now in 2023 creating with thousands and thousands of very good creators, you're not only are you you doing that and you're competing with good creators, but you're also competing with people that aren't creators that are just living their life, which is new. 
See, this type yeah. of like TikTok world, people don't think about this. I think there's now 1 billion people on TikTok. So, and to put that in perspective, the the cream of the crop, like the peak of that type of content was Vine, if anybody remembers Vine back in the day. That was oh, like, yeah. that was my jam. <laughs> but I think the most Vine ever had was like, I don't know, 30 million people. And that was a big deal in 2015, 2016, whenever it came out. Now you're yeah, talking yeah. 1 billion people. So now you're competing with like Peter McKinnon, Mr. Beast, Logan Paul. Forget those guys. You're competing with like the dude that has 200 followers that got a dope ass, hilarious video that popped off and got a million views. Now people mm -hmm. are seeing that versus your content. So you're competing totally. with 1 billion people. And you can think of that as being overwhelming or you can think about it as like, hey, listen, if it took Mr. Beast 10 years, it might take me 15. You know, yep. you just, you, you got to think long-term. You can't think so short-term because I think that's how you get caught up. And I found myself when I had a couple of videos that hit a, a, a few million and I'm like, dude, this is crazy. I'm trying to comment to everybody because, you know, I'm told, hey, you got to engage, right? You got to engage with the, the community in yeah. order to grow. And then I'm starting to see negative ones and I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm not going to let that get to me. It's all good. I'll just, I'll comment positive. And yeah, then I'm I not there yet. You're I'm not, not there yet. I'm, 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 I'm waiting. I'm, I'm waiting for that day. But you know, like to your point, I'm not, I'm trying not to wait. Right. I'm not trying not to wait for that day. I'm trying just to, right. I don't want that to be my goal. Cause if that's my goal, now I'm chasing metrics and right. that's not authentic to me. Exactly. Well, and you gotta, you gotta pay that. You gotta pay that toll a little bit too, right? That, that happy median you gotta find because the metrics get you monetization possibly. The metrics get you followers, but also to one thing I found as my followers grew over the years, like podcasting is a great example to where I love podcasting and I, I've, mm -hmm. I've done it. I'm at two, this will probably be 200 and maybe 210 or 209. And I've been doing it for years and the pandemic really allowed me the opportunity to do this virtually like we are now to where yep. I would never go to Maryland. You would probably never come to Florida. It just it's time. Our paths I would actually cross. I'd come to Florida. I'd you come would come to Florida. Florida. I don't right. think I don't think you come to Maryland though. <laughs> I might come in Virginia if you, you when you do this thing. I'll probably go there. But yeah, yeah, that's that might be tough. Florida's Florida's awesome. All right, well, cool. Next time you come to Florida, I got it recorded now, so you can come. We'll do an yeah. in-person one. Uh, For sure. But it's allowed me the opportunity to kind of do these things virtually, which is which has been great. So I'm able to pump out a lot more. And yeah. I don't look at. I've never looked at my metrics of my podcast ever. Um, I've the sponsorship deals I get and everything like that. It, I usually leverage my Instagram or my TikTok following, but I never look at my metrics because I don't care what those metrics are. I don't, mm -hmm. I, I've had sponsors before, uh, but I've, I've never looked at the metrics. They've never asked for it only because I don't care about it. Because even if I had zero people listening, I'd still do it. Yeah. And I think you have to have that passion, whether that's with podcasting or creative or, you know, videography, photography, you have to just do it just for you. And yeah, people say, totally. I don't have, I don't have time for a hobby. That's what people tell me all the time. How do you have time to do this podcast when it doesn't pay you? Like your, your company pays you. Like, wouldn't you want to invest more money in your company? I go, no, because now instead of binging five hours of Netflix, I do four hours of podcasting and one hour of Netflix. Like, And it gives you the same kind of uh dopamine rush or, or, uh, if not more, whatever, right? Yeah. 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 It's like you, when you're bored and I'm sure it's like, a different level like there's no TikTok in the world that can compare to that dopamine hit right? yeah oh geez yeah <laughs> you know and it's and as i grow older it's like you know the risk to reward ratio is yeah 
you know, you know, if I, I, my top speed on a board was 67 miles an hour. Jesus. So, so, you know, you fall off that board, you're surely losing many layers of skin and you're just praying you don't hit something because you might not make it out of it. I have, I have lost one or two friends to that. So wow. the risk yeah. to reward ratio is, is tough. Yeah. Um, and you know, I'm over here trying to find, uh, you know, other hobbies. I'm pretty good when it comes to like wakeboarding, super fun. You crash water. Yeah. Um, nice. mountain biking is a new, a new interest. Um, Ooh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's all. And, and, you know, maybe content around all that stuff. You never know. Yeah, dude, that'd be sick to see. I, I've always, yeah. uh, I've always missed that because one thing I loved about working at monster energy and there was a lot, but, um, aside from them being a selfish prick of a company, but though. The one thing I really enjoyed, <laughs> no hate to them. Uh, There's the some one thing, stuff to unpack there. Yeah. The the one thing I really enjoyed about them is just their ability to uh, create some really great content. And uh, thankfully, I was a part of that. And it was cool to see all these, um, you know, uh, the sports marketing world that I was in, whether that was Supercross or wakeboarding or surfing or skating in particular, like uh, having the chance to just meet some of the greats was mm -hmm. was super cool to me and uh like elijah i mean it was just to to meet him and and to meet uh all these other unbelievable athletes and like tiger woods and just all these great athletes was really cool but the best part i liked about it was it was different than what i've what i saw um on my phone like scrolling instagram or TikTok. You, you know, mean it was like they were different. The, yeah, the like, interactions were mm. right, right, and and the content, like the count content we would capture. To your point, mm -hmm. is like that type of content. If you were to put that out, I feel like that's not. At least I don't see it on my for you page. You know, I don't see high quality wakeboarding vlogs. You know, like I've like some of the some of the cool videos that I've seen from like Peter McKenna when he would. Um, I forget the other creator he would hang out with, but they would go to like these random lakes with their drones and capture some content of them like wakeboarding and hiking and mm -hmm. biking. And I'm like, I'm looking at that. I'm like a creator plus like sports. Mm -hmm. That's, that's a sick yeah. combination. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, and that's, you know, f following what makes me happy and trying mm. to, you know, trying to monetize that element. Right. Because yeah. the last thing I want to do is go down the road of creating courses or, or finding clients in, a, in an arena that I, I, I'm not really too fond of or that doesn't necessarily make me happy. That's yeah. just a recipe for burnout. Yeah, dude, for sure. Have you, so. have you felt that in the past or just heard about it from other creators? Um, oh, yeah. Uh, other creators, totally. I mean, mm -hmm. I, 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 I got a filter. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there, there are a few select people. Let's just put it that way. That I have right. been very, very close with. That mm. um, it's interesting on their profiles. They love it. You know, they they say they they this is their jam. This is how they make their money on Instagram. Tears, yeah. hatred, burnout on the back end. So it's kind of a it's it's kind of smoke and mirrors. It's kind of a lie. So it really does come down to like, if you see something that makes you jealous, like there's this guy, um, um, it's Simon, I think, um, you know, he, he bases his content around storytelling and mm. he, one of his biggest, um, inspirations is, uh, Tarantino, Quentin Tarantino. Nice. Um, 
and amazing storyteller. I mean, he's doing a phenomenal job. And, you know, you know, I sit there and I'm like, okay, like, you know, you start to compare and you're like, Ooh, but it's just, it's just a matter of being like, Hey man, like that's dope. That's what he likes. That's his inspiration. Maybe take a little few pointers from that and just, and just utilize it and, and, and take it for how it is. Oh, hold on. Sorry. Um, and, and then, and then take your own twist. Yeah. Put it into, put it in a longboarding, put it in a wakeboarding, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I have realized that for sure. I've, I've seen creators as well. Um, friends of mine that I actually stopped being friends with them just because I realized that they were being fake on social because I would call mm-hmm. them out like in a text. I'd be like, yo bro, like you good? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, but I'm dealing with this. I'm like, but I mean, you're playing it off. Like you're not like, maybe you should like, I would, I know you, like, I think it's better if you, you throw out a story or put out a video that's like the real you. It's like, nah, but that's, you know, that's not what, that's not what the gram is. And I go, okay, well, that's it. Unfollow. Yeah. It's just like, you can't, cause you can't surround yourself. If you're doing it for that, you know, who knows if you're going to delete my number one day, who knows if like, you're going to stop being real with me one day. Like if you're being not real to millions of people, I'm not cool with that. And I've, I've yeah. always tried to, to, to be real and it gets hard sometimes, you know, cause I get it. Like, you know, you need to make some money. I get it. But at the end of the day, it's like, to your point, it's, you're going to get burnt out. It's when you, when yeah, it's you like see a cat, it happen, it's like, a, it's like a catfish almost, you know what I mean? You, you, uh, you know, you, let's just say you, you, you've been friends with somebody you meet and they're, they're, they share all this super dope content. They're kind of like an inspo. And then you go to meet them one day. And you're like, you're not who I thought you were. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's wild. That's not who I want to be. No, for sure. For sure. And again, we go back to like, what if we just tomorrow we don't have internet? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, come on, you got to you got to be you no matter what, because you you don't want to be that fake individual, because who are you Mm -hmm. being fake for? You being fake for a bunch of people you don't know, like you want to be real with everybody, because that's something that you can actually play off. For the whole your whole life you know you can't yeah. you see these people that actors are a great example too right like you these I, i've met plenty of actors and athletes before and you know you see them before and then you meet them in person and you're like wait a minute bro like are you just doing this just for your paycheck like i looked up to yeah you, you know mm-hmm. it's kind of like it's kind of crazy when you think about it and that, that is it's going to affect relationships it's going to affect you know your spouse it's going to affect your friendships so it's just yeah. it's not good to go down that road for sure. Yeah, it's it and uh, you know, um Vin Diesel was one, right? There was there was a whole bunch of people who say, you know, like Vin Diesel didn't really treat his stunt doubles well, you know, like, you know, be careful when you meet him or whatever. And Dude, and by the I, way, sorry to interrupt for context, so I'm going to put this in your bio, but so you sure. were a stunt double for Vin for, Diesel. For Vin and, Diesel. Yeah, yeah. Yep. In the in the um, the triple X franchise, the return of Xander Cage, I think it was their last one. I don't, I don't yeah, <laughs> I don't I don't know if I don't know if they're doing another one. Haven't heard about it yet. But um, yeah, I met him. I didn't get to meet him on set. We were in two different units. He was on like the west side of the island. We were Dominican, um, nice. and uh, but I ended up meeting him in in um, the premiere in in L.A. I think it was the Chinese theater or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was super cool. He yeah. was just like, oh, man, I can't I can't do what you do. Um, and I'm like, I'm not definitely not as big as you either. So thank God for that latex suit. So <laughs> and thank and thank God he can't do what you can do because he wouldn't. Yeah, right. 
Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, like like poor uh, the people that look like Tom Cruise, you're never going to be his stunt double. That dude is just going to do his own thing. So yeah, yeah, crazy. That's that's crazy. Nuts that he well, takes those on himself. I know. I can't. I mean, especially like you as so when you were a stunt double. Are you still doing? Do you still do work? Or is that no? I mean, like, so it was interesting. Like they were they forced they forced me into SAG eligibility, which some people work up their whole lives to be a part of that. And like, um, uh, you know, you can buy your 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 card, your SAG card, mm-hmm. um, become part of the union. But the fees are wild. And like, in order to in order to be a stunt double, you have to kind of be like multi talented or or be a double in, um. In an area where things, yeah, multiple talents, or yeah. or maybe you know like busting through windows or parkour. Um, right. I I did it for I did it for longboarding, and yeah. I, I think I recall the last movie that had longboarding in it. Could be wrong. Was Secret Life of Walter Mitty? Okay. Um, well, yeah, not 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 yeah, writ long time ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there's not a lot of longboarding movies. So yeah. no. Am Which, I eligible? Yeah. If they yeah. if they do another one in the movie, I'm sure I would be contacted, but. Which, Keep by the posting. way, there fucking should be more. Okay, there should be. We need to see more lo- wakeboarding, longboarding. <laughs> we need to see it all, man. Yeah. Um, in, in Florida is the only place that I've seen it, but also too, I don't really branch out anywhere else. I stay in Florida. There's just too much cool shit to do. But now everyone wants to hop on a paddleboard and shit. I'm like, it's fun, but come on, where's the excitement? Where's the excitement? Alli- alligator. I was there. I was in Isla Mirada, uh, like sure. uh, a couple months ago, and like Alligator Reef was super dope. Yeah. Snorkeling there was sick. Yeah. Jet skiing was sick. It's cool. Oh, it's rad, man. Yeah, especially where I'm at. So I'm in Tampa. So there's just pl- tons of springs. And, you know, um, I, I don't know that now. I think it might be uh, in a few months. It's a uh, manatee season. So it's pretty mm. cool. Like you go to like Blue Ridge Springs where you can, you know, kayak with the manatees. You can go right up to them. Sometimes they, depending on the season, you know, they have to uh, separate you. But you see gators. You can hop in. And most of the gators obviously are you know, very used to humans. So you're snorkeling, yeah, yeah. you, you see a six foot gator, right? Right down the springs and eh, no big deal. Crystal clear water. It's all good. It's just, whoo. Yeah. Crazy, I almost went on a, um, one of my friends has a friend who, who does like, um, shark dives. Oh. You can go just diving with sharks. And I was like, I don't know about that, man. Like, I think I really want to, but I'm not sure. I didn't do it that time, but I was like, next time, man. Yeah. Maybe if it's a whale shark, I'm down, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. None of those, especially now, dude. I'm, I'm finding. I don't know if you follow how your for you page is, but mine is very like it's, it's content. It's, you know, uh, workout stuff. It's conspiracy theory and it's ocean stuff. So octopuses, mm-hmm. sharks, whales. I get it all, but I get the weird stuff. And uh, I just saw one yesterday, actually, that killer whales were spotted in Key West. Have you seen this? No. Bo Okay, by the way, that's not normal for people that don't know, okay? But there was a pack of killer whales, and not only is there killer whales there, but now all over Florida, Miami, all types of places, there's hammerhead sharks that are getting closer. There's more bites down in Miami. Again, never happens, but it's like, is it cor- here's the conspiracy theory. Is it correlated with climate change, us grabbing all the fish? Maybe they're coming closer because they don't have... Mm food anymore so it's like it's one of those things where now is not a good time to be doing this shit you know it's like you, you don't <laughs> yeah, want to go it wasn't there like, there's like a, a record-breaking number of shark attacks up in new york or something with, oh that was uh, another one yeah new york also getting it too like the hamptons yeah. like near the hamptons like who 
No one goes to the Hamptons unless you're rich. Sharks aren't going to the Hamptons, but yeah, it's yeah. I saw like these videos of like nine foot uh, hammerheads just like on the beach or something like that. Yeah, I'm yeah, good, dude. Man. Tigers and hammerheads, you don't want to fuck with. Those bitches don't give a shit what you look like. In fact, great yeah. whites are you know statistically safer than like a hammerhead or a tiger, like because those hammerheads are just more aggressive. Great yeah. whites will bite yeah. you, and they're like, eh, now nah, I'm good. I'm gonna go after something else. But hammerheads yeah, they don't second- give a shit. They'll fuck you. Up. I'm I'm second guessing going in this water now, dude. <laughs> yeah, I'd be terrified if I was just kidding. No, maybe. Who knows, bro? Like, no, notoriously, it's been fine. But uh, no, no, knock on wood. <laughs> well, listen, bro. We're we're already at almost an hour, so I don't want to take too much of your vacation. I already feel bad as it is. Um, oh, dude, you're fine. <laughs> but l- let's definitely do this again, man. This was it was cool to get to know you. Um, yeah. And uh, again, I, I love the content. I know you're pumping it out. But let people know where they could find you. Let them know your socials, if you got a website or anything. And uh, again, that retreat, I'll leave uh, everything in the description below. But yeah, let people know where they can find you. Yeah, man. Uh, you can find me nick.pappas underscore. Apparently, there's a lot of people with my name. Um, and there, there, there is a, a little something that I'm starting. It's called the Creator Resource, which is where every now and then I'll, I'll post up some tips and tricks on, on some uh, um, you know, consumer tech that I use, camera gear, drones, that kind of stuff. Nice. Um, but yeah, I'm primarily just, uh, on TikTok and Instagram at the moment, inspiring me to, to maybe branch out a little bit more, but, um, yeah, create a resource, Nick Pappas, Pappas underscore. Nice. Yeah, appreciate you having me on, dude. No, dude. Thanks for having it. And there, there is a, a lot of Nick Pappas, by the way, cause when I was originally such yeah, like you got man. You got to DM all them and be like, bro, just get off social media. Okay. There's only one. Yeah. There can only be yeah, one. Exa- exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right, Nick. Well, yeah, listen, dude. man. Enjoy Jersey, dude. And uh, we'll definitely stay contacted. Sounds good, bro. Cheers. All See right, ya. Oh, hey there. First of all, thanks for making it to the end of this video. Not a lot of people do, according to the YouTube analytics. But I, I do want to say thanks for listening to this. There's some more episodes if you want to check those out. And they're all just as good. But if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Check out those timestamps below to reference uh, some of the topics I talked about, as well as some discount links to some of our sponsors and affiliates. But uh, thanks for listening to this episode, and uh, we'll see you next time.